You are listening to episode 15 of the Design Influence with Albie Knows. Today, the tables have turned and I have on the show with me one of the leading podcasters in our industry. It's almost a little bit unreal, but definitely exciting to have the one and only Luann Nigara on the show. Luann is the co-owner of Window Works in Livingston, New Jersey, the author of The Making of a Well-Designed Business, and the engaging host of the five-star rated podcast, A Well-Designed Business. The podcast is a definitive resource for the interior design industry for professionals interested in operating a profitable and productive business. Known for asking questions that get to the heart of the subject, her show is a down-to-earth and actionable one. As a talented and energetic speaker, Luann has keynoted and led panel discussions at industry events across the country. Her book, released February 2018, The Making of a Well-Designed Business, is a veritable how-to for the small business owner, detailing the best principles for starting, growing, and managing a healthy, successful business. Her latest book, The Things I Learned from a Well-Designed Business, The Power Talk Friday Experts, is gearing up to be the go-to business bible for the design industry. As a skilled and intuitive businesswoman, Luann coaches business owners in both group settings and one-on-one to help interior designers and other creatives intentionally grow their business confidence, skills, and profits. Knowing that I was going to be on the leading side of the conversation this time with Luann, I struggled with choosing what exactly I wanted us to talk about. How could I possibly choose? But then I thought back to a story that she tells in her first book, a story about choosing to be excellent. That's when I knew exactly what we should talk about. Getting over mindset blocks, getting clear on goals, and lining up the necessary steps and connections to reach those goals. And that's what we talked about this episode, being intentional and all the smaller pieces that will get you to your big picture puzzle. Whether it's strategizing for window works or understanding the needs of a coaching client, Luann is a big picture business person. With an astute ability to hear more than what is being said, she's able to zero in on the very ideas that help you see tangible results. In our conversation, we talk about how hard it is to run a systemized, profitable business, noting that it's not something that's done lightly, but with commitment and intention, the rewards are far more reaching than financial. Welcome to The Design Influence, a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. The Design Influence is all about you, the online designpreneur helping you be a better designer and entrepreneur in this new digital landscape. I'm your hostess with the mostest, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows Online Interior Design. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversations about everything from decoding interior design tools to growing pains as an entrepreneur to figuring out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. All right, Luann, thank you for coming onto the show today. I've already told 
our amazing listeners about who you are. They probably already know how amazing you are, but I wanted to give you a little bit of a chance just to kind of share for anyone who's been living under a rock who you are, what your superpower is about, and we're going to jump right into the conversation from there. All righty, Albie. Thank you so much for having me on my on your show. And I'm so happy for you and excited this new journey that you're going on. I would warn you about being a podcaster, <laughs> but that wouldn't be very nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. Um, so seriously, yes. So I am the owner with my husband and our cousin Bill um, of Window Works, which is a window treatment retailer in Livingston, New Jersey. We sell window treatments and awnings. And of course, you and I came to be friends through my podcast, A Well-Designed Business. And um, I have been enjoying getting to know you over this last year or so. First, it started virtually, right, on Instagram, and then it moved uh, over to real life. And you were on my show. And now I'm so excited and, and thankful to be included in your show, Albie. And I'm, wish I'm wishing you a lot of luck with the show. But the what I've gotten to know from you is that you're a smart lady, Albie, and I'm not at all um, worried about you being successful at this. Well, thank you. And it, it's kind of surreal because, um, again, I've listened to your show for majority of my time <laughs> like diving into design. So it's almost like, ooh, I, the tables are turned. So it's kind of surreal. <laughs> and I know we can honestly talk all day about all the things <laughs> that mm. you know and like, I had no doubt, though, that when I wanted you to come on the show, I, I struggled with choosing which of your superpowers we were going to be <laughs> diving into, I will admit. And then I remembered a quote that I read from your book. And for any of our listeners, if you have not read Luann's book, I don't know why you should go. <laughs> you should do that. I will include a link to it um, and a picture and all the places you can find it. But there was a quote very early on in the book where you said, Decide to be excellent because make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Excellence is a decision. And what made this quote really stand out to me was that it came after you telling a story about running for, I think it was like freshman class president. <laughs> and I, I won't tell the story. I want you to tell the story in your words. But I felt like it answered a lot of the questions that I get in my DMs and in my inbox from designers who are making a pivot um, into design. So I'll let you tell that story. Um, and then we're going to jump right into what the takeaways from there should be. Okay. All right. Well, that that did happen when I was a freshman in high school. And it was one of the first times that I recognized that we do have the choice to make a decision and that our choices affect everything that happens in our life. And it things don't happen to us. We happen to eat it, right? And so the thing about it was, was that I was, I had gone to a parochial grammar school and it was a very small school. So there was like 20, there was 40, 40 or 50 kids in a grade and you had 20 kids in your class, 20, 25 kids in your class. And so when I went to go to high school, I went to the public high school. And when I got there, I very, very, very distinctly remember being there the first day, two days of school and just seeing all over the school, all of the signs and the things that were like, hey, join, you know, the hockey field hockey club, join the cheerleading team, join, um, you know, the future business leaders of America, you know, join student government. And I was just blown away. I, I just 
couldn't, I mean, at the grammar school I went to, we had a basketball team, which was for boys and a cheerleading team, which was for girls. And that was it. Like, that was the extent of it. And so there was ski club and all these Spanish club and all this stuff. And the thing is, I had seen this student government signs and they really, really, that was the thing because Albie, I've said this story before. I mean, when I was, you know, 13 years old, I really believed that I was going to be president of the United States someday. Like I was very, very convinced of this. And so it wasn't like, Oh, and maybe I'll be student government because it was like, oh, and because I'm going to be president, I should probably be in student government. <laughs> right now. No. That's it. This is the training ground here. And so I decided that I would run for vice president of the class. And I came home from school that day, walked into the kitchen. My parents both happened to be home sitting there at the table. And I said, I'm going to run for vice president of the freshman class. And there was an immediate reaction from my mother. My mother was like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I want to be you know, president someday of, of, of the country. So I've got to start somewhere. And she's like, no, why are you going to be vice president? I said, well, because. And she's like, why not president? I said, well, I have no idea what you even do on student government, let alone what the president does. I can't go lead this people, this student <laughs> government. And she's like, if you don't know how to do it, who knows how to do it? And I was like, well, she goes, they're all freshmen. And I was like, but mom, somebody must know how to do it. And it's not me. So I'm going to run for vice president. It's fine. Next year, after I figure it all out, I'll run for president. And we're just going back and forth. And my dad pops in the conversation. He's like, you know what? Don't fill her head. Stop talking about this. Right. And he's just like, she, she shouldn't run for president, vice president. She shouldn't run for anything. And he looked at me and he goes, don't bother. And I was just like, what are you talking about, mister? And the thing is, you know, Albie, my dad, I've said this before. My dad was not this touchy-feely, hey, you can go get him kind of a guy. But he wasn't a jerk either. Like, he wasn't the guy that did that. And so, of course, my mom just went off. I mean, you want to talk about a mama bear protecting her young. She just went off. How dare you tell her she can't accomplish something? And it, there was no room for me in that conversation because she was so mad at him. And he was so set that I shouldn't. But finally, he looks at me at one point in the middle of their argument. And he says, all right, all right, I'm going to put this to bed. He said, Luann, how many people came with you from St. Pete's to Riverside High School? And I said, I don't know, dad, you know, five, six of us. I don't know. There's, you know, this one and that one. He goes, and he looks at my mom. He goes, exactly. He goes, I'll bet you there's 120 kids in that freshman class. She knows six of them. He goes, when's the election? I'm like, it's next Tuesday. He's like, right. He said, forget it. He goes, you have no chance. He goes, forget all of your, she can do anything she sets her mind to. She has no chance because she simply cannot meet enough people. She cannot, she can't know enough people to vote for her. And so my mom wasn't having it and they were going around and around him. And I, but my, you know, the thing is, Albie, my dad was right. You know, he was right. It, it was like I had this dream and I had this idea and I had this thing, but I really didn't have a strategy on how I was going to get it, right? I just was like, hey, I can do this. And so that night I was really disappointed and very upset because I really wanted to be, you know, I really needed to do this in order to be president. I mean, let's be clear. clear. I had goals. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that, and I was like, we had to stay focused on, we're going to run a country. We should be able to run a class. 
that's it. I got to test my chop somewhere, right? <laughs> so, um, so the next day I went into that school, Albie, and I legitimately, I knew what the objective was. I knew what the, I should say, I knew what the obstacle was. My dad pointed it out to me that I didn't know enough people. And so then I had to figure out how I was going to overcome that obstacle. And so what I did was every single day for the next five days, I stopped every single person that I crossed in the hallway. And I mean every person. And I remember thinking, this is really weird. And I'm like, right, it is really weird. But this is the only way you have a shot at being president of this class is if you meet enough people in this class so that they can vote for you. So I stopped every kid in that hallway for a week. Hi, are you in the freshman class? Hi, are you in the freshman class? Hi. And if they said yes, I said, oh, my name's Luann. I'm running for freshman class president. You don't know me because I went to St. Pete's and we never met before, but I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to be the best freshman class president you ever met. I promise. And the next week we had the elections and I won. And, and I was freshman class president and I went home and I told my dad and he just looked at me like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was just a huge aha lesson that you, you need to have, you know, three things. You need to have the confidence in yourself. You need to, you need to have confidence. My mom had enough confidence for both of us when I was 13 years old. Right. So you need confidence and then you need to understand what the obstacles are. You can't just say, I want to have an amazing interior design business and I'm so talented, I'm sure I can do it. It's like, what are the obstacles that are in my way? Do I need schooling? Do I need you know skills in CAD and Revit and SketchUp? Do I need salesmanship skills? What do I need? And then the last thing is, is you need that plan. You need that strategy on how you are going to combine your confidence and your objective understanding of what it takes to to uh, you know accomplish it what are the obstacles you have to overcome because when you put all three together and then you add that decision see because i could have i could have i could have identified those things right i could have said this is what i really wanted i'm really confident enough to be president and you know i see this object this obstacle here and i need to know everybody and the way i could get around that is i could introduce everybody but i still had to actually decide to actually go about introducing myself to everybody right so that's the that's the magic right there that that own it decision and that's, you know, along with what you said, it, it felt weird. You're stopping a bunch of kids. Oh, it was absurd. Know. I felt like an idiot. <laughs> and I'm sure you're stopping kids. So you're not, you're not just stopping freshmen. You're stopping juniors and seniors. Oh. And you're like, who's this pipsqueak? We don't right. Know. And I'm saying, oh, you're a junior. Do you have a, a sister or a brother that's in a freshman class? Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> I can't imagine that, you know, that isn't why you you won they were like well we don't know her but she had the nerve to stop us in the hallway and put herself out there what else did yeah. she do for us well it was funny because albie there's actually another part of the story that i didn't bother to include in the book that was the this but it was also the same thing and the only reason i didn't include it is because it actually enunciates the same principle the decision part but i'll tell you because it's funny because what happened is now i do this for a whole week i run around i'm like the weirdest geekiest kid and don't think i wasn't thinking i might be president, but no one will ever hang out with me because they're, they're going to be like, she is such a geek, right? But the other thing that happened was the day of the election, the day 
of the day before the elections. Okay, so the elections were on Tuesday. This is how much I remember. This is 45 years ago, and I remember this. Okay, right? <laughs> so the day the elections was on uh, Tuesday. On that Monday, they there was an announcement over the loudspeaker right as our last period was ending. And it said, all freshman class members at the end of eighth period gather in the cafeteria. And my last period was gym. And I had a Mickey Mouse t-shirt on. I remember this. This is very like pivotal moment. And I thought, all right, well, I'm going home after this. I'm changing back into my clothes. I'm just going to go to the cafeteria in my t- my shorts and my Mickey Mouse t-shirt. And we get there and the whole freshman class is there. And the teacher says, the principal says, we understand a lot of you to have, you know, may or may not really know who's running and what's this and that and the other thing for all the positions. We thought we would let each of the people who are running for office take a minute, introduce themselves and say something about why they want to be on your freshman student government board. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have a Mickey Mouse t-shirt on. Okay. And then I'm thinking, and oh my goodness, I have to speak in front of 120 kids. And they didn't prepare. We didn't, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, what am I going to say? And so I said, Oh, please, universe, please, universe, announce the first two girls first, announce me third. I'll take a little bit of what this one says, a little bit of what that one says, and I'll add it together, mix it up, and I'll say something amazing. And so she says, okay, running for freshman class president, you have this person, this person, and she says me. I'm like, oh, great, I'm third. That's great. Good God. First person, hi, would you like to get up and say something? She gets up. She says, hi, my name is and she sits down. The next one, hi, my name is, and she sits down. And there it was again, Albie, decision time. Because I could have just said, hi, my name is Luann Schwartz. But I thought, this is a do or die moment. What are you going to decide to do? And I said, hi, my name is Luann Schwartz. I'm running for president of the freshman class. I realize that you don't really know me because I came from St. Pete's, but I will do my very best. Whatever it is, whatever it takes, I will do it. And then I sat down and then I got elected president. See, and that's, I I mean, I'm glad you shared that. Um, It wasn't in the book, so I'm totally glad you shared that because not only did, again, you made a decision to go up there and speak and not chicken out basically but right. also in that moment in the in, from a business standpoint that was when you decided what separated you from the mm-hmm. pack what mm-hmm. separated you in the minds of those freshmen the same way for a business owner we talk about like a differentiating factor was the fact that you did more than say your name yeah it's mm-hmm. obvious that no one knows each other <laughs> yeah it's obvious right. we're all running for president but you took the time to say it you didn't mm-hmm. just hi, I'm Luann, and then sit down and hi. Yeah. And I know that had to stick with your classmates because why mm-hmm. else? I'm Freshmen may not be thinking this way, <laughs> but <laughs> I think subconsciously on some level they were like, well, she did something the other two didn't do. So right. that's what I'm going with. <laughs> like, Right. Yeah. In my mind, it was like all of the people that I had seen in the last four or five days and then how many of them in this room I had not met or seen. And it really, what, like I said, and this is why I included it in the beginning of the book, because 
it is always this decision and it is always our choice. So it's no different than when I'm talking with interior designers and coaching them on running their businesses. They'll say, well, my client really, you know, wants me to, you know, include, I don't know what, you know, they, they want me to give them the resources to order something, but they don't want me to order it. They don't want me to do the execution of it or something. And I always say, this is your choice. Decide how your company will run. No one decides that for you. Sit down, think about it ahead of time, make clear decisions on, I will offer these services for these prices in this way. If somebody wants a different service, if I can put a price tag on it, if it falls into what I do, great. But if it doesn't, then you make a decision. No, thanks. I'm not doing that. Or step up and figure out a way to add that to your you know, product and mix and services. But the point is that it is this, it's your decision. People, clients, they only affect the way you run your company when you allow them to, when you don't take the power of the decision into your own hands. And that's really, you know, kind of goes right in hand of really understanding, like you said, taking that ownership and understanding you're, you're the leader here, you're the pro in this equation and people can only go as far as you let them or don't let them. So I know a lot of designers who maybe struggle with kind of that ownership, especially some, maybe they're doing this as a side hustle or Mm. they are just, you know, out of school and getting into it, or maybe it's a second, third, 15th career. And so they're already dealing with their own mindset blocks. You know, similar to your story, you came from this smaller school so that you could have been stuck at that place. Well, no one knows me. Six people know me and that's not enough. And so I won't do anything in the same way. People are like, well, I just got my degree or I only used to be this other thing or I'm self-taught or I don't want to do it this way. You know, I can speak for myself. Um, Starting out, I was like, can I only do e-design or can I only do this or do I have to go back to school? You'd make a choice to just get over yourself. Be weird in your Mickey Mouse (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. I'm never letting that go, by the way, Luann. Just just (laughs) don't know. Never letting that go. That's it. That's it. Make a choice to not hide and just kind of own the weird, own what it is you bring to the table. And in the same way, a business owner should just kind of really own that and then kind of get clear. And so I want to really talk about once you made that choice, you went up there, you won, then you took the next steps. I mean, you're not president of the United States, as we can see, but (laughs) the lessons you took from there are what set you up as a business owner now. Absolutely. That, that was, it was that pivotal thing. It was, you know, it's not this, you know, saying on the wall out of some gift shop that your destiny is in your hands. It is, you know, you, you have a choice every day, every single thing you do, you choose it. I, matter of fact, I, this morning I had it in my calendar to go to CrossFit. 
I did not go. <laughs> the universe, the universe, you know, did not make me not go. The 10 degree weather did not make me not go. I literally lay there in bed and went, you know, I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> you know, I chose not to go. Am I, you know, all during the day sort of going, you know, you should have just went. But the point of it is, the reality of it is, is that's what happens all day. Now, if I choose every day not to go well, at the end of a month, I'm not going to be a happy person. Yes. So does that mean I'm perfect? Does that mean that I always make every single decision to the very best of my benefit as a person, as a, as a, a body, a human being, a soul, a business owner? No. But when it comes down to it, 70%, 80% of my choices on a daily, weekly, monthly basis steer me to exactly where I need to be because I know that that's required of me to achieve the things that I've set out to do. So the example is like, if I want to achieve a certain level of physical wellness, right? I don't, I know I don't have to be at the class five days a week, four weeks out of the month. I've got to be there However, I'm not going to be there three days a week, three, three weeks a month, right? So, but the point is, if I start to only do one day a week and then I'm starting to be upset that I'm not in the shape I want to be in, it's like, who am I looking at? I'm looking in the mirror. And that's the same with our business. If we say all the time, we want to be profitable businesses, we want to have projects that we like, but we consistently don't make the choices that lead to that. And then we say, well, I just never get the right clients or I, you know, the projects, this or that. No, examine your choices because your choices add up on you. And when you are really taking ownership of your choices, it gives you the flexibility to fall down if you're most of the time doing it right. We're not perfect. We're just oh, not. Sure. That's, we're not, that's not what we're going for. <laughs> Yeah. We're going for progress here. And I, I know often, and I'm sure you you encounter this with um, your coaching clients. You know, often I get asked, you know, well, I want to start on my own or I want to change this thing or how do I start? And it's just it's just a choice to start. You know, you have the big picture and then you kind of put together the smaller pieces, but you have to be clear on what it is that you're you're working towards. You don't just start a thing. So you were clear you know, about this is the role I want, this is how I'm going to get it and moving forward. And so as business owners, you encourage them to look at the bigger picture, but then zero in on those tangible pieces. How do you encourage, especially someone who's making a pivot or that shift to really create that roadmap, so to speak, and strategize to the next big piece? Because I find that either we have the big picture and we're all woo-woo and we're visualizing, we got the stickers <laughs> and we, we are putting all the good energy out into the universe. The plan sucks. Or right. <laughs> we have an awesome plan, but our confidence is kind of at a zero. Right, 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 right. Encourage them to piece that together. I think you have to break it down. 
You know, I, I, what I always suggest is if we're going to talk about the, the one scenario where we have a good mindset, we have a direction, we have the big overarching plan, and we've got the woo-woo, right? We've, 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 we've sort of got that, but we're stalled because we're actually not taking the steps. We're waking up every single month looking at the calendar went by and we haven't made any progress. That's because we haven't broken it down beyond the big view. And you need to break it down into manageable, accountable tasks. So if you want to have anything, take any aspect of your business, you want to, one of the things, especially if we're speaking more towards newer entrepreneurs, Albie, newer designers, right? The thing is, the first place, one of the first places to start is to really be very clear on what your process for a design project is. And I have to tell you that I have met designers that are in business five, eight, 10 years. And when I force them to explain to me the process in a straight line, so often it can't be done. Well, I do this and then I do that and then I do this. And the example that I like to use for this illustration is I think about asking someone for directions to their home. I look, I'm, I have window works from before there was Google maps and GPSs. And I used to have to get to people's houses by having maps in my car. And so, (laughs) right. Like you can't even imagine it, but it's true. And, um, so the thing is though, that on a regular basis, when we would make an appointment for a particular customer to see us in their, for their shop at home appointment with window works, invariably back, especially when there was no access to internet, they would say, Oh, I'll give you directions to my house. And I always say, no, thank you. I have a map. That's fine. And you know, two out of five people would push you and say, no, 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 let me give you the directions. And I never wrote them down. I'm like, whatever lady, (laughs) I'm not following your directions. And the reason is it's not because I know that every single person knows how to get to their house, but what it is, is they know it so well that they always will forget a turn. Almost always will forget a turn or they'll say it's three traffic lights and it's really six, but they think it's three because they never needed to know. And so I find that when you, one of the first things that you really have to do in order to set yourself up and your firm up for success is to have an extremely finite roadmap for how you onboard a client, every process that you take that client through in order to complete their project, whether it's an e-project, it's an in-person project, it's a consult, whatever it is, because you know how to do it so well that when you express it, you forget to tell us parts. And then we do not understand the value that you've attached to it. Because if you have just think about a consult. I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to talk to you for an hour about the consult. Oh, you know, we're going to meet. It's $325, blah, blah, blah. If you don't tell me the part that says, and then when I get home, I'm going to probably take about an hour to two hours of my time to thoughtfully then recap all of the suggestions and the advice I gave you. I'm going to give that to you in a document and it's going to come with some links for some inspirations or suggestions on what I think you could do in certain spots. Like if that's part of your process, if you don't tell me that, I think $300 $25 just for standing in my face. Whereas if you tell me that, I'm like, oh, $325 is for the hour here and it's the two hours back at the thing and I'm going to get this package. 
I need to know that to, so that I know what your value is, right? And you mentioned that value and that's something, you know, a lot of designers, creatives, whoever, one of their biggest struggles, how do I price? And that that goes back to really breaking it down. If you can't really quantify that one hour of sending you links, that one hour recap, the travel time, the creating the portal, all the things that go into it, that's not just a quote unquote consult. You're, you're going to struggle with the pricing and going forward, struggle with your copy and your service packaging and kind of everything becomes a, a snowball effect, essentially. Right. And the thing is that what, what the, the, the biggest point to take away is that the average consumer has no idea the things that you take for granted that you are going to do that complete that consult. The rest of us don't have any idea how long it takes for that to happen. And so if you don't explain it, then I don't understand why it's so much money for the consult or whatever it is we're it's talking like the about. Saying right? goes, what's done to me isn't, you know, done to everyone else. So even when you right. sit up in front of your classmates, Duh, we're running for student body president. But there might have been someone who dozed off and didn't even know what the career were running for. There might have been someone who came in late. And so now they're just like, hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Michelle. Hi, I'm Luann. And the person in the back is like, I don't know what these three girls want from me. You know, so right. the, similarly, when you made the choice to say, I'm running for this, someone can now remember, oh, okay, this is the name on the ballot or whatever the case. Right. So in that right. same case, I don't know you know, what your, your, your pricing or this package really includes because you're the pro. You right. And so exactly. And so now just to round that back to your original question was how do you go from the big picture to the actual completion so that you are doing these things is so if you have identified that you don't have your process enunciated, you don't have the steps clear. Now, you know, you have to do it. And where you, where now where the wheels get spun is just saying, oh, I really have to do that. I really have to do that. Oh my God, that's so many hours. I really have to do it. Now here's the strategy, Albie. It's one hour a week. It goes in your calendar. It's every single Monday I'm working on putting out in a handbook that you, what you always have to do is Picture you're teaching it to someone who doesn't know anything about what you do. So how do I, what happens every time, think about the number of things that happen when you just simply go on a consultation with somebody. First, they've called you on the phone. What happens when my phone call? There's certain information that you have to gather. How did you hear about us? Oh, it's a referral. Oh, which is the, who is the customer? What size is the project? Do you have a budget in mind? Um, what's the time frame of the project? Um, wh what, you know, what rooms are involved? Uh, are you working with your, do you have your own painter? Like just the phone call. If, if I am from another planet <laughs> and you had to tell me, how you handle a phone call with a potential client, there should be a full page explanation of this with 15 steps on it, right? And then the next is, what happens when I prepare for that consultation? Well, I have a bag. It has a tape measure. It has a paint deck. It has my iPad. It has this. It has that. Like, what is this exact process. And what happens when I get there? I hand them the invoice. I collect the invoice. I, I walk the blah, blah, blah. What are the things? What happens when I leave? 
I deposit the check. I record it my QuickBooks. I do this. I do that. I then do a follow-up. I then create a document, blah, blah, blah. Like think about just the consultation. You should pay, you'd be able to, you probably have eight or 10 documents on just the way you would explain to a stranger how your consultation is handled. And here's what happens. It's an insane amount of time to do this. But if you do it, now what happens when you're in business a year and a half and you want to take your first employee on? What happens? You just hand hand them this document. And guess what? One day on the job, they are doing their job the way you like it done. I mean, so yes, it's going to take you forever to do it, but the the small strategy is, okay, we're busy people. You have kids, you have husbands, you have wives, you have other commitments. Like you said, it might be a side hustle. So maybe it's every Tuesday from 10 o'clock to 1130, I work on my strategies, my processes, and I document them. And, you know, Darcy Heather was on my show. She was one of the first people that explained, she learned it from the show. She did it. And she said that I blocked the hour and a half once a week. And no matter where I was at that hour and a half point, I stopped. Sometimes she said one time when I was, she said she was trying to write her company mission, I think it was, or something that was a little bit more involved. She said that, you know, I ended up looking at the computer for 45 minutes. And when the hour was up, I had a paragraph, but the hour was up. And then other times I was on a roll, she said, and blah, blah, blah. And the hour is up, the hour's up. Because if you don't respect the hour and you know that you lotted an hour and it ran into four hours and now you didn't get to Pilates and you didn't get to the paint store, then you're not going to do it the second time because you can't trust yourself to like just allot the hour. But if you put it in your calendar and you do it six months from now, I'll bet you have your processes well enunciated. And those, those small steps of discipline that, that that's a choice that you're making same way that's right that's to go exactly to crossfit right. and choosing to not have that extra slice of cake or choosing to right. you know it's all about you know putting like little steps towards creating that discipline did you know that we have a shop yes the design influence has a shop running your business is more than just beautiful mood boards and design projects you have to be able to protect yourself, present your ideas in a clear way, protect your clients, get paid, outline your processes, all of this on top of the creative so that your business is always showing up as a clear, precise, and effective machine. That is why we launched our template shop as well as the influence directory. In the template shop, you will find easy, ready to download, and easy to customize templates. Everything from e-design contracts to proposals and briefs to get you started on really systemizing your business and clarifying your processes. The influence directory, on the other hand, gets a little bit deeper. It's a little bit more robust because it is an index of courses designed to help you maximize your expertise and influence. So from software to strategy, tools to tactics, I've pulled all of my knowledge and all of my resources to help you learn, connect, and thrive in your own designpreneur journey. Head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash resources to get started with some of our templates and also to sign up with some of the courses that will be rolling out later this year.
see you on the other side. Now let's get back to the conversation. And I want to shift gears a little bit, but still along the same topic, you particularly have to be disciplined. You have window works, you have your podcast, you're an author, you're a business coach, you're a speaker. I'm exhausted just running. (laughs) (laughs) I had to catch a breath. But that, that's a lot of avenues to navigate. And a lot of our listeners also juggle maybe a few things, a main job, a side hustle, mm-hmm. a family, you know, a side hustle to the side hustle, so, so many different, you know, things to channel in there. How do all those smaller pieces still come together in a way that's not overwhelming? Um. I don't think that I can answer that because the answer is they are overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, what it is, is it, again, it is, it is, it comes down to the choice. I am in a period of my life where I am choosing all of these things to be on my plate. There's no question that I could not have and would not have chosen the number of things that I am attempting and accomplishing both every day some 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 tasks are attempted and some are accomplished that's the simple fact of it okay um but in a different stage of life when i had kids in the house there's no way there's no way that i would have this much on my plate because the the raising of my kids was so important to me and there you know the, the person and it was so funny because i recently was talking with an interior designer And she was expressing her vision for her company and how big she wanted it to be. And she wanted to see herself with 15 and 20 employees at minimum and then growing from there. And the designer at the time that this conversation is happening has small children. And I this was not a conversation for me to throw water on her dream. It it was not a coaching call, but in a coaching call, I would have asked her to tell me her priorities. Now I would have said, what is the most important thing? And I understand that you have this dream for this, but if you answer that your priorities that your children and your family are at least first or second to the business, right? Then growing at this level may not be feasible, may not be logical, may not be, you, you be careful what you wish for, because then the, the priority of having your family up at the top of the list is it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's not, you just can't maintain a business at that level. So, so the thing is that I am at a different stage of my life. I do not have small children in the house. I don't even have, you know, young children. I mean, you know, adult children in the house, right? Like I'm, they're gone. They, they have, have kids. And, already. Yeah. and, Exactly. And so the thing is that it is a lot, but it is also, it's compartmentalized. The writing happens in the morning. I, any writing that I have to do, whether it's for my book, it's for anything happens between six and 8 a.m. That's, that's when I write. If I, if I, I write for the window fashion vision magazine, I write, you know, writing the second book, uh, you know, it, that's six and eight o'clock. That is a chunk of time. That's when it happens. Um, podcasting happens on Wednesday and Thursday. That's when that happens. Window works is Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. That's when that happens. I mean, everything has to be respected in your schedule or it's, 
and you make a decision to put it there or not. And then, you know, again, like I use the example of the exercise because this morning I made a choice. I can't make that choice every single week to not go and expect to have a level of fitness at the end of the month. I can't make a choice to write a book and say, I'm going to write from six to eight in the morning and blow it off every day or every week or every month. There's, there's come to Jesus moments and they're all between you and yourself. (laughs) And like you said, you know, some things are attempted and some are accomplished. You have to make the choice. Even, you know, I'll, I'll, Full transparency, Luann and I struggled to get on this call today. <laughs> we struggled, but we are here. We are showing up. It was a choice that we both committed to, and we wanted to make this That's happen. Right. We could have said, "Oh, we will reschedule, or we'll use another platform, or we'll try this other thing over here, or whatever the case is." And it was something that we both made the space for, you know, we attempted and we accomplished, you know, and I think, you know, that, that is something else, you know, to be, to be really kind of shouted out from the rooftops Um, enough designers aren't giving themselves the grace and the permission to understand the season of their business, the season of life that they're in. Um, I know I've been there where I wanted to do all the things. I said, no, my daughter is of a certain age. I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my husband's Mm -hmm. at a certain place in his career. I can't, I am at a certain health place. I can't. And it was okay. And then once those can'ts became cans, you know, you hit the ground running. And I I want to talk about one of your upcoming accomplishments, your new book, because this is something that is coming up. And like I said earlier at the top of our conversation, um, Luann already has a book that is out. And at the time of recording, you're currently writing the second book. Yes. Mm -hmm. So tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about it and what we can expect from it. So the first book, The Making of a Well-Designed Business, is a book that is, is truly the beginning it, it it's two things. It's if you are brand, brand new in business, it's basically 10 chapters on do this first, do this second, do this third, do this last. That's it. And it's also if you've been in business for however many years, two, five, or 20, and you haven't been profitable. And we all know that there are businesses out there that are just turning money. They're taking money in, paying money out, and not not any of it is staying in the checkbook, that they exist year after year in debt, okay? And they just manage the debt, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And so if you are in either of these camps, then the the book is valuable because if you are in the camp where you are in business every year and you're just managing debt and you're not profitable or you're very low profits, then there's steps that you've missed. And this book will, if you go back and just say, okay, clean slate. Let me just start from scratch and do this. You'll turn the corner. And so that's the first book. It's, it's get set up. The second book, because I just feel like it's, even if you're in business, you know, six months or six years to start after you have to start with the foundation. Is somebody's foundation right? And then if it's right and there's a problem, then we can handle it. But it's what I was saying a few minutes ago about your systems. Get your systems down because when, here's the other thing that comes, I'm just going to take a side note here. The other thing that comes with getting your systems down is that creates the confidence because it's mostly when you are feeling that level of imposter syndrome, like I'm giving this price and I'm not really sure. And I'm not, and if they want me to do it less, maybe I should. But when you have taken the time to really clearly 
state what it is that you do and you own it and you know it and you know that you do it well and you execute it with precision every time, then your confidence stands first. And when somebody says, will you do it a different way? You confidently can say, no, this is the way that I do it. And I do it this way because I know it works. And you're hiring me as the professional. And as a professional, this is the tested way that works. This isn't, I'm not trying this out on you and seeing if it ends up into a great designed room. This is how I design a great room. Okay. So that's a side note. But then the second thing is, so the second book, is going the step further. It's making an assumption that you've gotten the foundation down and that you are a nicely, smoothly running ship, whether it's a little ship or a big ship, you've got the thing whirring along there, right? And now I have gathered some, not by, um, not by choice as far as the best of the Power Talk Friday experts, but a combination of the ones that I felt were absolutely critical to be in the book and the availability, okay? Because not everybody's life is on the same life plan as mine. So I've gathered a, a, a dozen or so of my Power Talk Friday experts, and I've asked them to each write a chapter on their superpower and really drill down further than you get in a 40-minute conversation on the podcast about how you apply the thing that they know that they are expert in to an interior design business. And then of course I give you like I do on the show, my take on it, my roundup of it, how you put this to work in your business. And so, um, this, this is the book that's coming out in the, in the beginning of 2019. I am, ex- I am excited to see this book because first of all, it's going to be yeah, like a, Bible. Love a good written yeah. compilation. That's first and foremost. Yes. I recently listened to Gary Vaynerchuk's, um, a book that was like a, re- a compilation as well. And so I think, you know, having, when you have those different voices, you know, you're giving your expertise, someone else is giving theirs, so on and so forth. There's a lot to be gleaned from that. And you said it's going to be mm-hmm. early 2019. So as, like I said, as of recording, it is not out yet. By the time you're listening to this, I don't know when you might be binge listening to me. <laughs> it'll probably be available in all the places so i'll be sure to update that and this is something again you know it didn't happen overnight for you you had to build up to a place of not just writing a book but a second book right right no that's the see that's the biggest thing you remember i don't know if you have if you heard the the show that i did with amber lewis on the show she had the most significant statement ever it was don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle you see so the thing is that you know it's, 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 it's terrific. There are people that I look to, right? There are people that are ahead of me that I look to and see what they're doing and that I aspire to do. And so if you are at the beginning and you're listening and, you know, Albie's running all this off, it's not easy. There's no one that's saying no, it's ma'am. easy. <laughs> what we're trying to say is that you do have the choice to do it. And if you're not achieving success at whatever level that is, your success could be defined by, I have a small family. I want an interior design business. At this stage in my life, I would be thrilled if I made $300 a week on my design clients and grew this business as slowly and as right alongside as my children grow and keep my knowledge going, keep my foot in the door and 
grow. And when my kids are in college, I then will have all the tools and bust it out. That's success, right? So that's one person's success. So the thing is though, but to not say, well, I really can't have a business right now because I have three kids under the age of five. See, that's no good. I, that, I can't live with that. I cannot live with that. I, I can live with that if you say, I cannot have a business now because I have three kids under the age of five because I choose not to take one minute of my day from raising those kids. That's a different story than I cannot do it because of that. I, you see, so it's about getting real. And I think that's something that in any designer's life, specifically one who's pursuing entrepreneurship, you know, you, you have to be real with yourself. You have to make those those tough decisions. And I think this kind of really brings it back full circle to when we're talking about you see the bigger picture, but you have to really be honest about those small pieces. Exactly. And but didn't you, weren't you the one, Albie, on my show, you told me that you went off of social media for yep. a whole year to get clear on your goals. Yep. That, that was me. Yep. I, so I, That's right. I, Take all the noise out, right? I am no stranger to making tough choices. You know, my daughter wasn't in school. I had to take something off my plate. I paused a whole arm of my business. You know, um, I don't yeah. know, if you know this and I had a subscription box and I was like, Ooh, this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. And it pained me. I had to pause it and it was okay. Yes. The world did not yeah. come crashing down. <laughs> my yeah. roof did not come crashing down. My daughter is happy. You know, right. And that was the right. choice I made, you know. And so we all, as you noted, you don't have small children. You don't have children in your house, period. So you can choose to have, you know, all these different hats. And I think it is it is okay as long as we're just making a choice that makes sense for us. Exactly. And then the final caveat on it is that everything is up to you ultimately. Everything is up to you. And if you when you when you stumble and you have a mistake, an error, a problem, I always say, like we talked about attempted during the day and accomplished during the day, right? So the thing is, things that don't get completed during the day, at least evaluate them. Did it not get completed because what? You know, did I, yeah. was I not efficient in my time? Did I end up, you know, spending, you know, three hours, you know, doing something instead of something else? Like just, just take that moment to own everything. How as important to was it in, in the first place? Maybe it wasn't even something that was necessary and not accomplishing right. makes you realize its place in your right. life. Right. I mean, Luann, we could do this all day. <laughs> we could really do this all day. And I'm sure no one will object, <laughs> but um, we, we have lives to run. So I do have That's one last question for you though. Oh, sure. What it, whether it's in your life or in your business, what has been influencing you lately? Lately, see that caveat. I'm very literal, Abby. So yeah. you mean lately? <laughs> I, I, I like to think of myself as a bit of a wordsmith. Words mean things. So lately, yeah. <laughs> okay. So with the particular addition of the word lately, I would very honestly tell you what has been influencing me lately is the relationship that I am enjoying building and growing with people like yourself, Albie, and the other people that are listening and being on my podcast. It is so 
insane. Every time I think that I can't do another hour, that I cannot possibly spend another, you know, hour on Sunday afternoon editing a show or doing whatever, then I'll open up Instagram and there will be a baby designer who will actually say to me, hi, Luann, I'm one of your baby designers. And I just listened to XYZ show today. And I loved what so-and-so said. It was so amazing. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, you can actually, you know, go edit that other show right now and get it done. Yeah. So that's what is really, truly inspiring me, motivating me lately is this community that we are all now together and part of, and that I am in it with you guys. It's, it's amazing, quite frankly. I love it. And I can, I can totally relate to that. And I, I mean, I, I know how much you have impacted me and my business. So I'm glad that we are influencing each other in that way. Yeah, you You definitely are. It definitely is a two way street. And it is, that's why when I am at the live events, I'm just so jazzed. (laughs) It's just like, ah, yeah, I know you from Instagram. This is great. You, this is great. It's connections. Absolutely. And so for our designers or anyone really who just wants to keep stalking you, um, (laughs) where, where can they find you and get more of you? Well, obviously everything starts at the website, right? We all say the website is the hub. It all should start there. So we have LuannNigara.com and um, you can listen. One of the things to actually say is the show is up to like 360 episodes, but iTunes will only show 300 episodes or something. Yes, that is so true. I realized that recently. So all of the episodes you can find on my website. So if there's newer, I mean, older episodes that you, somebody references on the show and you can't find it, you can always get them on the website. Also on the website, I have the tab there for attend a live event. So whether if I'm, I I try and put on my website, even if it's a live event that I'm not hosting. So if I've been invited like uh, in two weeks, I'm, well, of course this recording time, I'm going to be in Long Island at an event. So I put everybody's event where I'm going to be. So that's there. Also um, interest, if you have interest in coaching with me one-on-one or masterminds. Um, And then the daily conversation is pretty much primarily Instagram at Luann Nigara and then secondarily at Facebook on a well-designed business. That's at a well-designed business. And then um, what's interesting too is I don't often remember to tell people about it because it's not a primary focus for me right now. And I don't mean that because it's not important, but because there's, you know, things that you are, you know, zeroing in on, right? But we have a Facebook group called Luann Nigara and Friends. And the primary focus of that group. It's a private group. You have to ask to join. And the primary focus of that group is my good friend, Deborah Damari. She is the principal of uh, Damari Design in Miami. And she became a friend just like you have, Albie, from being on my show and meeting in real life. She has once a month what she calls coffee talk. And she picks a show. And sometimes we get the guest that was on my show to be on coffee talk with her. But any designer up to 25 designers can participate. It's like a book club conversation about that show. And I would not have allowed anybody to run that. And so we use it. What we did was we, we got the Facebook group there because she does it through zoom, but then she puts the recording of it in that Facebook group so that you can watch it. If you're not available on the, t- the Friday at 12 o'clock that she does it, but it's very important that you understand that I would not have allowed that to happen with just anybody. But Deborah is a 
25 plus year interior designer who is a smart businesswoman. You see, there's people just being in business 25 years doesn't mean yeah. that you're smart at what you I know that. You know that. But she is smart and she runs a very well-run business. And so after knowing her for about a year and a half, two years, she asked me if she could do this. And I was like, yes, ma'am, you certainly can. And so it's just another layer of value. And if you tag, if you ask a question in the group and you tag me, then I will come in and answer it. But otherwise, it's just a lot of interaction about whatever episode that she's doing. So it's kind of an interesting place if you are looking for another level of communication. And I, so. I will definitely include a link to that because I actually am part of that group. And it's interesting to see the conversations from like a different context. So I will include that as well as all your other contact information in the show notes. Luann, thank you again so much for imparting your wisdom on us today. I Albie, I adore you, kid. I really do. I think you're a smart lady. I love that um, you are taking your vision and you're running with it. And I love, we've had conversations and I love that when, you know, you have a little fork in the road, you're thinking before you go one way or another and um, you're, you're very much creating the business and the life plan that fits for you and works for you with an intended strategy. And I really congratulate you on it. I love watching it happen. Thank you. Well, I'm making decisions. That That is what, that is what we were talking about today. I'm making decisions. So again, That's thank it. you, Luann. And bye. Decide to be excellent because make no mistake about it. Excellence is a decision. If you get nothing else from this episode, I really hope that that is at least the one gem that stuck out to you most. But honestly, this was a good one, you guys, right? It was packed with so much. But here are some of the other bigger takeaways. Some things are attempted and some are accomplished. And that's okay. We can't always do all the things in all of our seasons. As long as we make the attempt, then progress is being made. Number two, the basic formula to success is having confidence, understanding your obstacles, and implementing a plan and a strategy. It sounds super easy, and while in practice, it's not that easy. It's something that is not done lightly, but it really does break down to just your confidence, understanding your obstacles, and then coming up with a plan and a strategy to get to where you need to be. And lastly, If you're in the beginning stages, you need to be vigilant about assigning yourself manageable and accountable tasks. Give yourself a schedule, give yourself hard deadlines, and then get it done. Excellence is a choice. And I hope you guys choose to be excellent after listening to this episode. I hope you are inspired. I would love to know what you take away after listening to this. So be sure to tag us at the Design Influence and tag Luann at Luann Nigara. Take a screenshot. You can tag us on Facebook or on Instagram. Let us know what you took away from this. What piece of the puzzle did this kind of illuminate for you? And how is that going to play into your strategy? How are you going to decide to be excellent? And what choice are you going to make with all of this new information? I cannot wait to see what you guys 
say, what you guys have learned. I love connecting with you guys. So as always, do not be a stranger. Come hang out on Instagram, on Facebook. And if you have not already subscribed, go ahead and do so. All this month, I've been hanging out with my favorite high point market rock stars, as I call them. Back to back to back guest episodes this month. All of them packed with information, just like Luann's episode. So subscribe so you know when the next one drops. Leave a review. Let me know what you think. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.